got to crack that shell. Snake's got to come out of the egg. Chick's got to emerge from the shell to be able to begin its life. And I really see this full moon as a shell cracking full moon. I really do. And when we get to those eclipses, as you spoke about, Nicole, Mm. with Mars, the Energizer at 21 degrees and the next solar eclipse, at 21 degrees of Libra. Two and one adds to three. So we've got this dynamic of what do I know that I bring to the table of love? Not just romance, not just courtship, not just sexual skill, acumen, or or expertise, or talent, but what do I really bring to the table from the shining soul love that comes out through my eyes and my words and my lips and and the way that I accept someone to feel safe enough, whether we're going to end up together or not, that I accept someone telling me their story and I can be brave enough, Aries, to say, what is it at this juncture in your life that you hope to find in an intimate partnership or that you hope to find in love? Let's not look at it as an achievement. Let's look at it to see if we're on the same page right now with our desires and intentions. That's raw Libra Aries and alignment. Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast and it is time for another full moon rundown with our favorite seer and astrologist Mary Ducina. We have our full moon in Aries happening on the 29th in the very early hours of the morning for those of you on the uh, this side of the, the world. And it's a pretty powerful super moon. There are some really interesting uh, transits that are happening within this moon. And of course, this is the moon that is happening at the very crux of my retreat when we do our ceremonies. So I'm really excited to talk about this one. Mary, how are you doing, girl? So good to have you back on the show. Thank you so much, Nicole. Hello, audience. Thank you for supporting Nicole. Thank you for, you know, your future attention to her teachings and her seminars and Hopefully you'll be able to pull it all together and attend one and and ceremony is so important. I have been so blessed in this life walk with my Native American teachers. We're at the hallmark of a of a new cycle opening up with this Aries harvest supermoon. The the cycle of the West opens up on our medicine wheels. So it's all about the Libra, the we, what we can do together, how we can raise 
each other's energies. And although Nicole's featuring this retreat, she and I come together for the greater higher good of great mystery and great spirit to help enhance you in, in sometimes maybe very intimate, private, personal, silent ways that as you listen to Nicole in her readings, as you join us at each full moon, our heartfelt hope is that we give you light in any kind of dark places or spaces and that your your truth becomes your sovereignty, that you're really able to do that. So I know our soul mission is walking in tandem together. So blessings on all of you and we're grateful for you. I know. And I'm really excited about this full moon. I, of course, didn't plan to have the retreat during the full moon. It just happens because, you know, that's how the higher self operates. <laughs> and yep, yep. Um, and this particular full moon, it's happening at six degrees of Aries, which is right on top of my Mars. My Mars is at six degrees Aries. And which oh, is wow. the ruler of this uh, full moon. So uh, this is a very active full moon for me. Um, it seems that almost every single one of the planets in my chart is getting activated from this full moon. But why don't you kick it off for us, Mary, and let us know what's the main theme of this particular full moon? Well, let's let's. I always like to speak to the seeds or the beginners or the people that are like, okay, even though I've studied astrology 20 years or okay, even though I'm learning my natal chart, it still gets wonky or goes sideways for me because there's so much to learn between planets and signs and the dynamic relationship between the planets and the signs and the houses and the zones and all that. So let's, let's keep it simple. Aries is all about just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. So we completed with last month's supermoon in Pisces. In the Western Zodiac, there are 12 Zodiac signs. There are 12 months of our calendar year. And so the Zodiac, the Western Zodiac, opens with Aries the Ram and concludes with Pisces the Fishes, the 12th sign. So when we gathered last month at the end of September, it was that supermoon in the sign of Pisces, oceans of emotions. And now this is the moons. The sun begins the zodiac each year at, at equinox, at the equinox in March. This is the equinox that opens up the sign Libra. And so our full moon then is, is rising in Aries because we, we each year at, at, in the Northern Hemisphere at Altumal Equinox, the two signs that become pronounced in all of our star maps, whether you're an Aries or a Libra, for all of us somewhere in that star map, are the signs of Aries and Libra. So the moon at the su the last supermoon of 2023, we don't have them again until 2024, she is now rising, enhancing, sending a super spotlight in the initiating fire sign of Aries, Aries the ram. And so the moon, the moon is starting her 12 sign, 12 month ahead cycle with this full moon in Aries. So in, in your astrological charts, when a significant planet, especially the luminaries, the sun, our great star, or the moon, which illuminates and lights up each month at the new moon, we have the dark, seemingly dark sky. We can't seem to find the moon. The stars are bright. And then two weeks later, we have the full moon like this September 28th, 29th. And the moon is shedding light and enhanced, empowering light on one particular sign. Well, in astrology, 
there really isn't just one particular sign because we have to include its polarity or its its opposite sign. So when the full moon is lighting up Aries, the sun is in the opposite sign of Libra. So right now, until we get really strong into the the mid part, when we get our eclipse at the new moon over October 13th, 14th in Libra, right now, at the end of September, going into mid-October, all of us, and especially the two signs most affected, Aries, Libra, are being lit up by not only this supermoon in Aries, but the next new moon, which will be an eclipse where the sun and moon marry or join forces in Venus ruled Libra. So it's all about, Aries is all about me, myself, and I. Aries is all about, have I lost my voice? Have I said yes too many times to keep the peace or to be a people pleaser? Or am I compromising myself in a sense, losing my sovereignty or my voice by saying yes, because I don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings, or I always want to be there and provide everything else that everybody else needs. So Aries is about, and when I say me, myself, and I, I do not mean that in a psychologically selfish, negative way. Every one of the 12 zodiac signs can have a self-centered, elitist type of aspect to it. In my teachings, I call it the plus and or minus of every one of the 12 signs in our chart. So the plus of this Aries energy being our spotlight and lighting up that zone, that house, that area of our personal natal nativity birth charts is that Aries is where the ego projects itself outward. So Aries is the step forward, the proverbial put your toe in the water. The first step is often the most difficult to make, but at least it's a decision, a choice to start moving forward. Aries and Libra are about dominance, Aries versus diplomacy, Libra. So it has a lot to do with freedom, our freedom song. There was a song in the early 90s, late 80s by George Michael called Freedom. And when you go to YouTube or someplace and you look up the lyrics of that album that catapulted George Michael into fame, freedom was about where, where can we get free from the things, the shackles of we don't feel like our parents will accept that part of ourselves or our lover may like that shift in our perspective or where we might feel like that we need to put our toe in the water for more of an independence or a liberated stance of a belief or a cause. Aries is about being the warrior or the advocate. It summons our bravery. And Libra is about the mediator, the, the diplomat. You know, where can we all just get along? That's Libra. So Aries, the warrior style archetypes are the soldier. It has a lot to do with the advocate for someone that's being treated unfairly. With Libra is ruled by Venus and Aries is ruled by Mars. To Nicole's point about this shift of where it's hitting her Mars and her moon, Mars right now is in Libra until it gets into Scorpio a little bit on into October. So Mars in Libra, although Mars rules, Aries is saying, okay, let's not get too bougie in pushing just our beliefs, our opinion. You know, let's not get too dominant in I don't like you if you don't agree with me or there's something wrong with you if you don't take my aspect of what the truth is. So the minus side of all this Aries energy is about how sure are you within yourself that your beliefs, 
and your truths are indeed your own and how much of them are really influenced by just your religion or just your ethnicity or just politics or just your age or just your zodiac sign or just your gender identification or whatever all that is. What are the capes or banners or, you know, billboards or advertising announcements that you're claiming to be versus what your heart really wants you to express about yourself. So anybody that's had to suffer in silence in an intimacy and say, wow, I didn't walk down the aisle. I didn't commit to this person. I didn't move in with this person. I didn't give declarations of love, Venus, Libra, Taurus, and astrology. We've got things dancing in those signs of Libra and Taurus versus am I compromising myself psychologically spiritual, like if I step outside what they expect of me, will they still love me? Will they still want me? Are they still going to be loyal to me or faithful to me? Will they still let me be liberated and be me? Do they love me as I am? Do they love me as I am? Can they love me just as I am? And then you go into your spiritual aspects of great spirit, great mystery. God, the divine, has granted all of us in this earth life, whether Buddhist or Catholic or Judaic, the whole teaching is the sovereign Lord, the almighty I am, as we've come to earth school, has gifted us with free will. So it's you and I that make the choices. So the I am is the banner for Aries. I am this. I am about that. I will do this. So it's how were the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, when they're when they're pronounced, or how we're going to project that bravery, or what will make us take up the sword, what will make us, you know, fight the good fight. But here's the thing about battles, and, and I've encapsulated, I was making some notes uh, earlier this week, we all need to be aware, awake, and careful, because a warrior, the word war is in the word warrior. So it implies war, which can be where we're willing to fight or retreat, or forge ahead. So the two go hand in hand, you know. So it's who we defeat. When we defeat others, if, if if we seek to defeat something or another, then we feel like we're strong. We were strong in our convictions or our beliefs. But all of us, if we defeat our own shortcomings within ourselves, we're not just strong, we're mighty. So the higher aspect of Aries, which is Mars rule, which is where Rahu, the North Node, is right now, which is where Eris, uh, the asteroid Eris, is like Mars' rowdy sister. You know, she was uninvited. She was rejected. So she represents the fiery feminine that says, don't tell me to sit down. Don't tell me to be silent. Don't tell me I can't go out unless I wear a veil. Don't tell me I have to walk behind anybody. So those, those warrior women, those those women that will champion a cause and be the advocate for the the innocent that will, you know, the nurses that have gone into wars, you know, it's not just a woman that has displaced anger. So right now, Aries is saying, check yourself, check your motives for what gives rise to your faith, your courage, and yes, your anger to look deeper within yourself while Mars is in Libra and this full moon is rising, this super moon in Aries and say, is my fire of desire healthy? Or am I just spewing, you know, hot words? I mean, Aries is everything that can sting us. 
you know, it can be hornets and yellow jackets. And here in the Smoky Mountains, yellow jackets and hornets get really strong, you know, this time of year after Indian summer going into harvest time. And we have things like the, the last blast of mosquitoes or, or fleas or those things that sting and bite and want to take something from you, you know, like mosquitoes and ticks and fleas want to feed off the, a host. They want to take the blood, the life force. So there's a lot of things right now that we're questioning. Is it still as strong of a fight or as strong of a belief? And if I'm really secure within myself, within my heart, that this is a belief and a truth that is an anchor, it's an anchor spiritually. It's my soul anchor. I mean, look at the time of year we're at right now. On September 14th, 15th, at the, at the new moon, when we had the new moon take place in Virgo, it began in the Jewish tradition, the sound of the shofar. That's the Aries horns. The shofar is the blowing of the ram's horn. That's Aries, even though we were at the new moon of Virgo. So here comes, in the Jewish new year, here came Rosh Hashanah. And then when we come to September 24th, it's Yom Kippur. So it's the new year. But what I find fascinating about that cultural belief, and I didn't grow up in it, but at Rosh Hashanah, it's the time of atonement for God's breath and grace to come upon us as we are kinder in our actions and we reform where we've been too self-entitled. And it's called the 10 Days of Awe, A-W-E which is interesting to me. So it starts at Rosh Hashanah, and then at, as we turn the wheel for harvest at September 23rd in 2023, Yom Kippur happens on September 24th, and this, all the, those 10 days, the days of awe, are where we are each within our heart chakra, within our third eye, within our ability to plug into and be downloaded and uploaded with the Almighty I Am. We're saying to ourselves, at this biological crossroads, in my life, not just the year of 2023. At this biological age, at this point in my now-based present tense, as I look at where I'm at right this moment as I'm hearing this, how am I? I am. How am I? I am. Am I with myself? Am I working at cross-purposes with myself? Do I know that I express my, my generosity and my kindness in word and deed. And if I've been stung or if my energy is stinging or slashing or cutting or critical or sarcastic to other people because I've not dealt with my own repressed rage, sadness, frustration, resentments, any kind of embedded emotions, this full moon gives rise to is my anger constructive or is it destructive? Am I being self-destructive or am I projecting outward with these planetary positions? And the, the missing cardinal planet, the sign right now, the cardinal signs that are active are Pluto and Capricorn, the North Node Aries, and, and this full moon, uh, Aries and Aries is pronounced right now with, with our karmic path. And then we have Mars and Libra until mid-month. It's been there all of most of September. So we're, we're supposed to check ourselves when something rises strong and the Mars ruled sign of Aries. So I believe if we invite the possibility that we're going to make major choices because Aries is acceleration. It's the foot on the gas pedal. It's turning the ignition on. So there is a pressure right now between last month's full moon at the end of the Zodiac 
and this month's full moon at the beginning of the Western Zodiac, there's a pressure to choose. And it's the one direction versus the other. So it's, we're on a completely different life vision quest or trajectory. In the medicine wheel, we're opening west in the northern hemisphere. Autumn is about the west. The, the power totem is the bear. So the bear is getting ready at Yuletide solstice to start to go into its hibernation mode. But on the zodiac wheel and the medicine wheel, the west is Libra. And so Libra is about who would we choose as the sun sets to be on horseback with, to be sitting looking at the beach or on top of the mountain, or who would be our first thought to go take that hike with? Hey, let's go have a glass of wine. Let's go, let's go do a ceremony at, at sunset. Libra is the sunset. Aries is the dawning or the sunrise. So this is the point in our life. There are three autumnal signs. Harvest opens up with Libra. The middle sign is Scorpio. The final sign of the autumn triad is Sagittarius. And then we go to winter solstice Yule, and we take on the next three signs in that mode. But all of the cardinal signs open at solstice and equinox. Aries opens spring. Cancer opens summer solstice. Then we have Libra that opens up harvest. And then we have Capricorn that opens up the winter here in the northern hemisphere. So we've already had Aries. We've already had the, the longest day of light with cancer. And now we have Libra that says, where do you feel that you are serene in your balance, mental balance, emotional balance? And Libra also says, if it's out of balance or it's topsy-turvy or you're feeling um, kind of fractured or you're feeling uncertain, this is the perfect three-month cycle, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, to bring yourself back into some type of divine alignment. Will there be epiphanies? You betcha. You betcha. So the Aries is our power. And right now it's got to do with, with Pluto making this square to the notes for the rest of the Burr months, you know, for October and November and December. And it started in, in September. We've got this end of the year square with Pluto and Capricorn. And we've got the North Node in Aries, South Node in Libra. So it's about Look back to 2005, then look back to 2020 when there were alignments in Capricorn. And right now we're kind of sitting ourselves up on a, like those high fire, fire towers that you see up in the mountains, or you'll, you'll get to the top of the mountain to get the panoramic view. So this Libra energy is Venus, and it's the Empress in the tarot deck, and Aries is the Emperor, and Aries has got to do with Mars. So are we at war with ourselves? If we get into alignment and we find that, yes, I'm okay with this, even if I lose some people, even if, if they agree to disagree with me, even if I have to be sovereign and stand for my beliefs and say, my beliefs are just as good as yours, maybe we'll agree to disagree, maybe we'll separate or part for a while, but it's not fair. You know, we have to look at where we're not being equitable or fair with all of our key partnerships. Libra is always all about the we and Aries is always all about my needs. I am, how is it going for me? So Libra is about make sure you're not projecting your unresolved stuff spiritually or psychologically onto your partner, onto what you want in a partner. In other words, you need a partner to make you feel all sweet spot and needed and accepted because you're not really dealing with it within yourself. So there's a quagmire here. 
there's a transitional process to be able to say, go look in the mirror and say, am I really okay with myself? That's the big thing of Aries, bringing our, our strongest feelings to a head. You know, it's, it's, it's seismic. It's a stronger potential. We may see it globally with tropical surges or geological eruptions. Hope not, like for volcanoes and and you know you've got this you've got this Libra stuff that's atmospheric. The air signs are atmospheric, and then you've got you know the Aries uh, full moon, which surges and adds a lot of uh, adds a lot of fuel, a lot of momentum to things. So it's 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 a big autumn time, and I, I think the signs most affected right now are the Aries placements and the Cancerian placements because Cancer is naturally ruled by the moon anyway, and it's missing from where the transits are right now. There's something in Capricorn big, and there's some things in Aries that's big, and you know we're coming into Libra, and Mars is in Libra, but there's nothing really big transiting in the sign of Cancer. So that adds power to our full moons and our new moons over the Burr months. It really does. So it's about Am I okay with myself? How is my ego? Am I saying yes too much? Am I, you know, Pluto's going to turn direct on October 11th. You know, Mars is going to go into Scorpio on October 13th. Mercury is going to go to uh, in, in Libra on October 4th. And here's all this stuff about the emergency broadcast system. They're going to be shutting all everything off. And we, the people, need to shut our phones off. And we need to walk away from... 12 noon to 2.22 p.m. the Eastern Daylight Time when they send all these emergency broadcasting alerts. There's, there's both interesting media stuff going on, and there's also the fear porn starting up again. So it's got a lot to do with where am I foreign to my own self, and I'm not going to let outsiders, and I'm not going to let other people's projections interfere with my spiritual empowerment that I was born with. I'm going to mm -hmm. say that again. You were born with everything that you ever need to connect with the almighty I am, to embrace the light. You've been given a choice. Aries always says, choose, choose wisely. I also think that with Mars, the ruler of this full moon being so close to the South node and yes. Not only that, but Mars is sitting at 21 degrees of Libra. That is where the next yep. solar eclipse is happening at 21 degrees. And so I feel like there's going to be something that comes up during this full moon that's going to really hit home in a bigger way during the eclipse um, in Libra in a couple of weeks after this full moon. And so with Mars approaching the South Node, South Node's yep. all about, you know, purging. It's about our karma. It's about our past and what's not working anymore. What what do we need to, like, what, what have we been working with too long and it's time to move on from, you know, time to grow beyond. And Mars is really inspiring a lot of us and motivating a lot of us to really look at that within um, our relationships, you know, how are we responding in our relationships, uh, ourselves taking responsibility for our role, but also understanding like, there are going to be some relationships that uh, are the ones that are really not in a good place and are, are struggling right now are going to have a hard time coming up to this eclipse and will probably start to feel it around this full moon. But there, that doesn't mean that all relationships are going to, are going to be hit hard. In fact, 
some could really take this opportunity to level up. This is a great, like you said, Mary, there is a big choice to be made here. There's initiation. Aries is always about starting something new, initiating, taking risks, being bold, you know, and maybe, you know, it's time to really kind of take the relationship in a different direction or into a higher direction that is meeting the needs of both partners in a much more fulfilled and uh, I, I would say healed way because Mars is opposed Chiron. Yep. Well, and it's anger issues. You know, mm-hmm. you get this, you get this push pull when you get Aries Libra stuff. It's it's like you know, before we get into an intimate agreement, or you know, or we commit to a job, or we commit to sign the contract to buy the house, buy the car. You know, you said you'd do this to paint my house for this much money, but let's let's take it at core level as far as, you know, people really want love. You know, all we need is love kind of a thing. And so Libra is about how's your love life going? Is it balanced? Are you expecting too much from your partner versus are you able to really hear them and listen to them? And, and you know, in any relationship, we all know this in our karmic family clan dynamic. Sometimes it's a rougher year for the mom. Sometimes it's a rougher year for our child or grandchild or cousin. But when we get into that, this is my private time. This is my squeeze. This is my, you know, this is the person I lay down with at night. This is the person that I let touch me. This is the person that I want to touch. So you get into some real vulnerability. You get in some real desire. You get into, I think everybody hopes i know there's a whole there's a whole uh, opinion out there that there's a new aspect of a generational wave that they just hook up they meet up and they hook up and they really don't want to form uh, psychological congruency they don't really want to have you know a singular commitment no matter what they identify as that it's almost just like yep let's just have sports sex and move on and next so I, there's a certain vacuous tendency to that but to me it's not just a style or a, or a social trend or a fad it's it's where people are closing off to the human experience and they're not wanting to for fear of being opened up or the shell cracking and emerging wiser smarter because we did dip our toe into the ocean's edge oceans of emotions they're choosing to wall off or they're choosing to my word avoid intimacy on the off chance that they might get hurt well, you know, from those slips and falls and fractures as we go down the slippery slope of chance, there's also our ability to dance with destiny. And we're stronger, wiser, better because of those people that we did kiss in an experience or that we did even get betrayed by or, or gobsmacked or or they just up and left us and ghosted us type of a thing. We still, it, it throws us into a soup of psychological and spiritual examination. It's why we go to seminars. It's why we seek out therapy. It's why we watch certain things about narcissistic, sociopathic, codependent YouTube channels, you know, where we have those life coaches. It's just like, it goes back to the core of our psychological patterns and where Aries can be bold and where Aries can be innovative, unique, individualistic, initiating is that the the seeker 
the disciple, the the querent, the one that has questions about life. In tarot, when, when the person's asking the question to the tarot, they are known as the querent. They're having an inquiry. They have a question. They'd like to have some insight or answers on this really strong quest or question. And so when you look at Aries, the symbol is supposed to be for the ram's horns. As I was speaking about the blowing of the shofars, literally, in the Middle East, the blowing of the ram's horn. They blow it, and it makes a certain instrumental sound frequency. But if you look at the symbol of Aries, it also is like a V with curls on the end of it. So it's like that V can also be victory in some endeavor. So Aries is about how can I conquer this? How can I become the victorious rather than the victim? So there's going to be times that we're, we have victory. There's going to be times that we meet vampires. There's going to be times that we're the victim, but we learn from it all. Instead of blaming or shaming ourselves and our seeming lack of judgment or insight, we, we're growing. You know, we're growing. There's a process in that cracking of the eggshell to where we emerge or the butterfly emerging from the, from the cocoon that once held its, its chemical composition. It's called alchemy. It's called transition. It's called transcendence. So I do feel that if you look back to mid-April of 2023, that's when we had a new moon solar eclipse in the, in the sign of Aries. You know, we're shifting with these nodes into Aries-Libra until 2025, where it's been 18 months of Taurus-Scorpio. So we're going to have one final full moon in the sign of Taurus. And then for at least a year, we're going to be dancing with chance in the Aries-Libra aspects of our chart. This is where the art and the science of astrology, divine timing, if you will, can help you. Those of you that are interested in like, okay, how can I kind of chart? I'm, I'm on the waters of fate and I'm the captain of my ship and my captain might be the Holy Ghost and your captain might be your Buddhist principles or Sufism or Zoroastrianism or Native American teachings, but you're still gonna take the journey. You're here, your mental body, your mindset, your thoughts, your beliefs, how you figure out your personality and who you are, all that's Aries stuff. You know, Aries in the physical body, in medical astrology rules, the five main senses. So what we put our eyes onto, into, are we willing to hear the truth? Are we willing to really listen? Are we really able to listen to our own inner longings? And are we able to hear intuitively the higher aspects of our soul so sight and taste and smell and sound and hearing aries is about the head and the face and it's about getting ahead so even in nature capricorn is the sea goat or the goat and the way a ram runs around in the mountains when i was out west traveling in utah and colorado and taos new mexico it was interesting how the the trajectory of being able to go up the mountain. A ram can run sideways and go all over the place, and it's much faster. But the goat has that type of hoof that has a suction effect, and it can go up higher and, and consume different types of foliage and plants and herbs and sustenance than the mountain ram. So the mountain ram might get there faster. It's like the tortoise and the hare, in a sense. You know, the, the, the old fable of the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise just keeps on going. That's the Cancerian aspect. You know, it's Cancer the crab, it's the turtles, it's the tortoise. Might take me longer, might be a slower process, but I'll get there. There's a determination with the sign of Cancer the crab. So Aries right now is saying, and it's okay to embrace this. You're not being negative to look at 
where do I feel dissatisfied? Where do I feel the tug of war within me? Where have I been kidding myself? Where have I been denying my dissatisfaction? That's that whole Saturn in Pisces and, and uh, you know, Neptune in Pisces. That's been going on for a while. So we've got, you know, we've come out of Virgo and, we, and we're coming into this, like, I don't want to be delusional. I don't want to kid myself anymore. Am, am I ready? to take the first steps to have a completely different experience, a completely different way of embracing, seeing, hearing, living my life and speaking my truth. And you got to remember, just because you admire somebody, just because you make love with somebody, just because they're your, your partner, doesn't mean that you have to morph into them. You don't want to give up your individuality. That's the Aries message of this full moon. Are you okay with you? You can't expect your partner to do it all for you, Libra. And you and when people tell you that relationships are 50-50, bullshit. It's 100%, 100%. That's what we have to bring to the table. I'm going to give you 100% of my attention, Aries, my efforts, Libra. I'm going to really pay attention and lean into this with my courage. And I'm going to be brave enough to be my authentic self. I'm going to let my hair down. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. How many people do you know that are, are even too shy to speak about what they like in an intimate situation or not? You know, so Aries is like being able to say, I really like that. No, I'm not so much about that. Will you still like me if I don't want to do that? Hmm. Aries is sexual. Aries is sensual. Aries is like, I want to like the flame of desire. So yeah. Aries is about Maybe somebody, maybe somebody really doesn't like their feet rough. Maybe somebody has a foot fetish. I mean, you're looking, I mean, maybe somebody absolutely loves rough riding, raw, intimate sex. And maybe somebody else needs the gentle butterfly kisses on their neck. You know, we, we come into partnership. We come into partnership with you attracted to somebody else, but their ability to receive sensuality and love and touch was definitely affected by their upbringing? Did someone touch them wrong? Did someone force them? Did someone allow them to form, whether they like it gentle or rough? So when we meet a partner, this is the Aries-Libra dynamic. When we meet a partner, I had a great uh, concept from a psychiatrist in my 20s teach me, you know, when you, when you hook up or you meet up with somebody that you can't define it yet, but you're just committed, to, you are attracted to that person, they are attracted to you. When you sit down, there's six people getting together psychologically. Them, how they were affected by their dad and their mom, that's three. You, and how you were influenced or affected by your relationship, acceptance, or rejection by your mom and your dad. He said the key is to be able to listen to those things with each other as a partner and then say, you know, although my mother did it that way and my dad did it that way, I, this is me. This is me. And I'm not going to do everything just because dad and mom said I ought to do it their way. And I only got their acceptance because when I did it like daddy, and when I acted like mommy wanted me to act, I got accepted as a child. Okay. You're not, you're not seven anymore. That's a reference point, but you gotta crack that shell. Snakes got to come out of the egg. Chicks got to emerge from the shell to be able to begin its life. And I really see this full moon as a shell cracking full moon. I really do. And when we get to those eclipses, as you spoke about, Nicole, mm. with Mars, the energizer at 21 degrees and 
the next solar eclipse at 21 degrees of Libra. Two and one adds to three. And the 21st card in the tarot is the world. Yes. And the third card in the tarot, when you go magician number one, high priestess number two, the empress, the card of Venus, which we've got planets uh, dynamically lighting up Libra and Taurus, got Uranus and Jupiter still in Taurus. So we've got this dynamic of what do I know that I bring to the table of love, not just romance, not just courtship, not just sexual skill, acumen, or, or expertise, or talent, but what do I really bring to the table from the shining soul love that comes out through my eyes and my words and my lips and, and the way that I accept someone to feel safe enough, whether we're going to end up together or not, that I accept someone telling me their story and I can be brave enough, Aries, to say, what is it at this juncture in your life? that you hope to find in an intimate partnership or that you hope to find in love. Let's not look at it as an achievement. Let's look at it to see if we're on the same page right now with our desires and intentions. That's raw Libra Aries in alignment. You know, where are you at in your life? As you know, psychologically, if you just went through a divorce or you just went through a betrayal, they have this thing called rebound. And people go out and they get sex crazy or they're bouncing from one to the other or they're on rebound or they want to hurt somebody like somebody hurt them. And there's a lot of innocent people that get drawn into that, that bounce pattern. But when you sit down and say, you know what, whether it's you or not, these are my intentions. This is where I'm at. I really don't want to dump expectations on you, but I'm really focusing on what I like and what I don't like right now. That's the bold aspect of Aries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we're and emerging. Yeah. And I think too, one of the nice things about it, even though there's a Venus is squaring off with Uranus, uh, it's the nice thing about it is that it's interaction with the ruler of this full moon and it's own home sign Libra, Venus and Mars are in a really beautiful sextile, you know? So I think, you know, at the end of the day, this full moon is bringing an opportunity for people and it's whether or not you want to step forward through that door in a new way where both the polarities of the masculine and the feminine mars and venus you know the relationship in the eye the other and the eye could actually harmonize and come together and step forward together you know or you know for those of of us who might be struggling in our relationships there might be some relationships where you're realizing it might be time to go in different in different directions but i feel like there could also, there would be an understanding there, you know, like of, yeah, this is just, isn't working. Um, but at least they're, they're in a nice conversation with one another, you know? Well, and that's the key. That's the key. I mean, when you're, when you have something not real strong in mutable signs, the mutable signs thing, Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sagittarius. So we've got two of the outer planets dealing with Pisces, but that's where we can tend to want to avoid facing the truth, avoid looking at, oh, that might be a possible addiction. Oh, I might not want to admit that I'm, I'm seeking alcohol or, or pills in order to 
you know, deflect or in order to, to not face up to the stress that would be if I really confronted this situation. I can't tell how many clients have told me over the decades, I'm really not in love anymore, but I really don't want to break up. We've been together 10 years and I don't want to split the money. I don't want to have to sell the house. That goes back to like Taurus shit. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to, or the Virgo immutable sign, you know, what's it going to cost me to break up with this woman or this man now that we've got shared resources that we've got, you know, shared investments. And here's, here's where I see the dynamic of this month, I absolutely see the cardinal signs of mm. Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn being in the spotlight until we get to October 13th, even though the eclipse is also coming together in Libra, and that spans out six months going into spring of 2024, mm-hmm. Mars is coming into one of its power signs on October 13th. Mars is going to enter Scorpio. And so when Mars enters Scorpio prior to our next full moon, rising in the very financial, physical body, tangibles, uh, you know, what do I really value? What does really matters in this life when it comes down to facing death or facing breakup or facing having to give something up? Even, you, know, you know, the European people say, well, they gave up the ghost. So when someone's getting close to actually physically dying, they'll say, well, they gave up the ghost. And when we look at what bars and taverns used to be called and still are in aspects of Europe, it's called ye old, uh, uh, you know, wine and spirits and spirits. So the whole thing of alcohol in Arabic was also the spirit. What, what spirit gives rise in us if I start to get high on moonshine or wine or, or any kind of elixir or THC or whatever it is? Well, who do I become and what comes out of me when I have altered states of my reality? So whether you're doing ceremonial herbs or whether you or attempting to heal your stress through a THC-infused chocolate bar or cannabis or whatever it is, or whatever, mushrooms or whatever it is, when you're tripping or when you're wanting to get outside of what people love to term third-dimensional reality or 3D reality, who do you become when your inhibitions are down? So when we come to mid-month in October and Mars slides into Scorpio, it's interesting. When I was meditating the other day, I said, "What, what theme do... What theme do you want to give me, Great Spirit, about what's going on with this Aries-Libra dynamic on the final supermoon of 2023? Our supermoons begin, by the way, on July 3rd. Then we had two in August with our blue moon and all that. And now this one is the final one of 2023. Some cultures call it the corn moon because the harvest moon isn't always in September. Sometimes it has a lot to do with October. Like every three years, it'll hit in October instead of September. So when... When we get to the, the whole October 3rd thing, we have Venus and Leo squaring off with, I don't want to change. I don't want to face that. Don't tell me what to do, Uranus and Taurus. So Venus and Leo says, I've got some encouraging words for you. I've got some new, some new potentials, some new insights that we could do. What about this and what about that? And then you meet up with Taurus going, I like it like this. I don't want to list the house. I don't want to have to move. I don't want to change anything. Why can't you disagree with me? So we start this dynamic, game changers, of who's rigid and who's fluid over October the, the 3rd. Then we're going to start to see some solid results when Mercury moves into a more negotiable diplomatic mediation sign of Libra on October 4th. When they're touting this emergency broadcast system, world, global, Israel's involved to phenomena, the latest fear porn. And then on between the 4th of October and the 10th of October, the 7th 
on the 7th of October, we got Mars in Libra squaring Pluto and Capricorn. So here's where any of the air signs involve what's being said to us, what we're being told to do, what we decide we're going to do with Mars and Libra versus, you know, the, the ruling factions, the government, the, the authoritarian figures. That's the Capricorn thing. It harkens back to what we all looked at in 2020 globally. Mars is in Libra going, no, 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 you tried it your way. You locked us down. Yeah, that didn't work out too well for me. And I know a whole lot of people in my tribe, my family, my relationships that are still trying to process out all that authoritative dictator bullshit. So people are still dealing with the pressures of inflation and the pressures of a global lockdown. We didn't live through that before. So when we get to October 7th, Mars and Libra is saying, I got some solutions for you. Will you just hear me out? The air signs are, I have some ideas. I've got some creative impetus. Will you just care enough to listen? I'm not asking you to agree at this point. Let's just consider some different options instead of you just trying to force feed me into some kind of power play. So then that's October 7th. And then we have this, we have this dynamic over October 8th of Venus shifting into the mutable sign of Virgo. And so Venus is saying, you know what's practical and what's holistic, and maybe it's not going to just be me being in denial. Maybe I need a reality bite. Maybe it's time for a reality check. So what Spirit said to me, it put two words together that I personally have never put together. I've only put together the second word I'm about to say in a medical context when I've been doing pro bono work for veterinarians or when people of humans have actually had this. And the term they gave me was in the, in the end of the first week of October into October 14th, they said there's going to be psychological abscesses. Now an abscess is where like a hair follicle or a wound starts to build up pressure and turn red and it gets hot and it packs and if it erupts, an abscess is a bigger damn deal than a pimple popping, okay? It's got to do with infection is setting in like cellulitis or staph or MRSA. So they said there's psychological abscesses that go back to two time frames. Ready? 2005. So make notes. And later on, after you're listening to this, because I know you want to pay attention to Nicole and I, think back to 2005. What was a priority emotionally? psychologically, financially, what big life changes happened to you in 2005? Fast forward to 2014 going into 2015. So whatever was backing up, whatever was an energy infection became a bit of a psychological abscess. Maybe we got through it. Maybe we left the job. Maybe we changed a partner. Maybe we're not dating that same person anymore. But the abscess was what built up cumulatively in an emotional backup, like where am I not ready to go forward? Because man, that was a hard breakup. Man, I lost some money when they downsized or I got fired or laid off from that situation. Remember, this was before 2020 when we had the Capricorn conjunctions. So they told me that psychological abscesses are now going to be draining with this supermoon in Aries going into the full moon of Taurus. And we're going to feel emotional, holistic resolutions as we have a release of pressure. So we don't need to engage in power plays and we don't need to have anyone force a solution onto us. We've got things that have been building and building and pressure and tension and pus and however you want to look at it in a a physical body type of way. 
So what's happening is I feel like that by the time we get to this dynamic of right around the end of October, as we're approaching Samhain and All Hallows' Eve, I believe we're going to look back and go, wow, wow, those eruptions, that release of pressure, I don't have an abscess anymore. Sometimes you have to even lance, surgically lance an abscess. So my, my taking action to not be held back, backed up, building pressure in this anymore, Libra is saying, hey, you know what? It's okay to seek the sweet spot. It's okay to give a little so you can create a win-win scenario. And, and to me, that encapsulates this, this whole form. Some people are highly allergic to bee things. They got to have an EpiPen, you know, or they can have an internal, you know, it cuts off their airway, their trachea, their breathing, you know, they, you know, some people go into seizures. So what's seizing us up and what's causing us to have these psychological pus pockets of, I don't know if I have faith anymore. I don't know if I believe in anything anymore. You know, we don't need to kick ourselves to the curb in order to feel free. So find that six degrees of Aries Libra. Find that 26 degrees of Capricorn and Cancer, like Nicole was talking about, these squares to the nodes, you know, Pluto and Capricorn in the Burr month, September, October, November, December. Find out what really matters in this life. What are your core values? Like what really matters instead of arguing over some kind of petty-ass materialistic thing you need to win your point for the day you know Aries and its minus side can get petty or it's, it's like they get all fired up and and quickly angered over some kind of small thing but the thing about Aries is it gets mad quick it gets over it quick sometimes it needs to vent sometimes it just needs a rah, 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 like a barking dog if the dog's behind the fence it's in the neighbor's yard it can't get to you but it's going to express its full emotions to you as you walk by that fence of like if you come in here I'm going to bite you so it's letting you know, rah, 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 this is my yard, Aries. This is my domain. I'm protecting my humans. And if you come in here without my human introduction and socializing me, I will bite you or I will bark at you or maybe I'll run away. Maybe it's fear-based. But there's some kind of alarm. I see Aries is like when you were back in school and the bell rang and it was time for recess or the bell rang and it was time for school to be over with for the day or your alarm clock rings on your smartphone or the old-fashioned alarm clock because you're not so sure that little ringtone's going to wake you up and you got to have backup alarms or the or the tornado siren goes off or the fire alarm goes off that's there it's like okay pay attention this is big pay attention it might not involve you but it's happening around you and so you better believe that in hurricane season, an Aries supermoon, because it affects the tides of the, of the oceans on this planet, and we're over 70% liquid, fluid, water, if you will, aquatic within ourselves. We're oceans of emotions walking vertical. So you want to check yourself about how quickly something that's really not that important, not ultimately that big of a deal, can make you become volcanic, can make you become a hateful hurricane, can make you become... Um, irate and a force to be reckoned with without really a dynamic cause behind it. You know, why are you allowing yourself to get that verbal, that impatient, that arrogant in traffic when it's just somebody being an idiot on their smartphone and didn't see you or not paying attention to the rules? I get it. They're wrong. But why would you need to escalate that and make it a big damn deal in your day when it's better just to get over and go, oh, go on with your bad self. I really don't want to be engaged in your karma right now. <laughs> so Aries is about the choices 
to fight or say, you know what, I'm going to choose my battles. That's not one of them. Yeah. It's a big deal with Aries. Yeah, it's a big deal. Well, this sounds like a good time to go into the individual signs. Okay. So thank you, Nicole. Thank you, audience. Always, always attitudes of gratitude. Oh my God, can you find your sweet spot in life? Mm-hmm. If you just walk with a gate of gratitude, my walking forward is always in full cognizant awareness of that which I have been blessed with, that which I am blessing as I walk forward in all the greatness of gratitude. We're all better people because of it. So if you're an Aries, it's it's your first house. It's big. It's it's big medicine. Aries is um, this is Libra's birthday time of the year, and this is Aries relationship time of the year. As I said earlier, about 15 minutes ago, Aries is the sunrise in our life. Aries is the new dawning or the beginnings. So for you Aries out there, I do see there are some fated, destined meetups. I feel there's partnership impacts. I, a lot of Aries that I've been working with over the last 12 months have have had odd things seem to conspire that they actually relocated out of where they were living, that they might be in the same partnership dynamic attraction but there's a bit of a separation between them because their partners have had to work more. A lot of areas that I've been working with uh, since spring of this year, I mean, have had job changes or adding on extra work due to a lot of factors that are out there globally with inflation and, and cost rising. It's not anything directly affecting just Aries. It's just, where is it hitting in in our, our, in our charts? We all, all astrologers spoke about when Jupiter and Uranus went into Aries, how we were going to be dealing with resources and food and where we lived and the cost of living when Uranus went into Taurus for its seven-year stay. So with Aries, this solar eclipse that comes up on October 13th is about a real reality check. And I feel a lot of resolutions and a lot of better communications without so much fiery defensive offensive mode with the person that matters most to you in your world. It could be your child, it could be your parent, it could be a lover. But I feel like that Aries are really seeking some type of nurturing, some type of gentle touch, uh, easy words like melodic statements, not not just of the flattery for the moment type of a thing. But if you're an Aries, I want you to think about how you say what you say, because you've still got Saturn and you've still got Neptune in Pisces that's operating either in your solar or your birth chart 12th house. So you are still, in a sense, cocooning, and you are learning a lot by what your attractions lead you into. Like our attractions, our desires are like the arrow that points and says, what about that? Is that a target? What about that? Could that be a bullseye? And how are you willing to step up to that and accept that challenge? You know, so are you feeling scared? that you're attracted to that person? Are you scared that you mated with that person? And now a different kind of fear or vulnerability. Oh, no, now we've had sex. Now I've kissed them. What's going to happen? Are they going to ghost me? Are they going to, am I good enough? Is my body thin enough or fat enough or whatever? You know, so there's a lot of things that have been spiraling like a typhoon psychologically around Aries because of those two heavy hitters in Pisces. Wherever you've got an Aries planet, there's some Pisces stuff that's saying, where have you been in denial? Why don't you be a more authentic? Why don't you take a little more of a risk psychologically and say, I really like you, but I'm not so much about that. Like, I don't care if you drink. I don't care if you need to be high all the time, but I want to also know you when you're not altered. 
it's a bit bolder and as far as a deeper psychological discussion. If you're a Taurus, this supermoon is hitting the sign before your sign. And there's a little bit of a division there. So emotionally, full moons give rise to our feelings, our feelings. So even though there's other planets and Taurus and Mars is getting ready to go into your intimacy sector, it's still a full moon in Aries. And so for Taurus, it's the 12th house. I love this for Taurus for two definite reasons. Number one, it teaches you how to be a better nurturer. It teaches you how to nurse and care empathically for your own sensations, your own feelings, your own quest that you wish to know more about from spirit. So it's, it's, it's uh, the 12th house is a house of service. The 12th and the 6th house in our charts are houses of service. So for Taurus right now, how can you be of service? How can you serve up the truth? How can you help others have a platform to express their vulnerability, their wounds, their knees, where they feel fractured, what broke them? Because in the 12th house, we're embryonic. So you Taurus right now and Scorpio's at your sixth house. So for Taurus and Scorpio, it's an interesting service dynamic for both signs. And it has a lot to do with how might I heal this myself by the observation of other people that have walked this kind of crisis before me or exactly like me. So it's kind of like the way a, a therapist lives vicariously through its clients, like the, the clients that are going through a divorce or a betrayal or a sexual identification crisis, the therapist may be very quiet and secretive about that going on within themselves, but they're bearing witness to someone that has the boldness and the authentic desire to say, this is my struggle right now. So with Taurus, there are things emerging about, do I want to dip my toe in that water? Do I need to experiment with that? Or do I feel like I'm drawn to it like the moth is to the flame, but I don't want to get burned? Maybe it's okay that you're not ready to partake of that life experience. And maybe you are. So you can stop thinking about it. You know, it's like, I've always wondered about that. Why do people do that? What's in that? You know, so for a lot of Taurus, it's going to be like, and, and the 12th house is our secret. So it's good karma too. It could be some great karmic payouts. So all of a sudden you've got extra money. All of a sudden you got more out of an experience than what you had planned for. So I, I feel like it's all up to spirit for Taurus right now. So I would lean in to the almighty I am forces of glory and grace. I would lean in to great spirit and trust that the, the almighty mystery has a lot in it that as you are giving, it's going to bless you for the fact that you took your time to give and give more. If you're a Gemini, it's kind of like a social alliance change. It's, it, you know, we've got Venus getting ready to go into Virgo. And so Mercury dancing around, you know, in, in Libra, so you've got some changing of the guard going on socially. Some of your former connections are fading away. Maybe they move. Maybe it's just you're not on the same page anymore. Maybe they're busy with this new life partner or kids or grandkids or a new job. But I do see for Gemini, which quenches their thirst, that there are some fresh new alliances. There's some new stimulation going on in your social realm. And meetings and greetings and friendships and, you know, friend of a friend kind of a thing connects you over here. It's one of those kind of sweet spots. Libra is all about finding the sweet spot. If you're a cancer, it's your reputation. It's the 10th house. It's your life goals. It's the zenith. It's the top of the, of the star map. And so major 
commitments are coming in personally. It's it, your intimate anchors are coming forth. It's it's your destination or the alliances that are meant to be. The Arabs use the word kismet, and in the Middle Eastern side of the world, kismet is their word for fate. It's fated. It was written in the stars long before you ever took your first breath on the Earth's mother. This was an alliance that was meant to be for this incarnation. So some real serious stuff going on with people that are Cancerian sun signs or their moon or their rising signs or in that water sign of Cancer the Crab. It's, it's like the tides in, the tides in. And I absolutely see for Cancerians that there's very powerful allegiance and, and uh, the divination uh, of the divine is coming in divination, divine nation, the divination, all the all the um, the the stars and the the cards and everything's pointing toward you're going to be in walking alongside someone, something that is definitely a dance with destiny. Exciting. If you if you're a Leo, it's ninth house, and so it's bigger, life expansive views, bigger life vision, what in this life really matters the most. Um, it's, 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 an, a, it's a big eclipse shift for Leos They're, with that energy of Uranus and Jupiter and Taurus and Mars going into Scorpio. Somehow I see that Leos are having to, even though Venus has been Leo for a while, Venus is moving on now to Virgo. So Leos are like going, damn, this has been an intense year. Damn, didn't see that coming. And now... I need to kind of let the dust settle and put things back in order that got some kind of like comet explosion into it. So Leos have really gone through a like woohoo kind of a thing. It's been a roller coaster ride for the Leos and Leo Risings that I know. And like there were some losses with that since March of this year. There were some things they simply had to quit, walk away from, resign from, say I can't do it that way anymore. And there, there are intimate relationships of many years are going through tidal surges, tides in, tides out. I need you. I, I need to do this myself. So there's some kind of like emotional, mental life rehab that's going on, not unlike when someone breaks a bone and they'll put a cast on it and the doctor checks you again and there's some x-rays to chart progress and then you go to physical rehab. So it's kind of like that for Leo's right now, but it could be all very quietly going on inside those proud, proud lions and lionesses. It has to do with, you know, I, I need to perhaps find a different jungle. I need to maybe look at a different place where I feel like the jungle suits me more. Maybe my time in that Serengeti being the king or the queen in that jungle vortex, maybe I need a different vortex. Maybe it's time for me to go into a different portal. There's big changes around Leo's, big changes. For Virgo, this supermoon in the fire sign of Aries, you know, uh, aspiring to greatness and ascending upward is an eighth house thing. So Virgos and Virgo risings are looking at the far range goal, the far range view. There are bigger epiphanies. Epiphanies happen. Our aha moments happen after we've had some kind of like, damn, that was intense kind of a thing. Might be that you're, the room lit up when you walked in for somebody else or somebody expressed a very bold interest in you. But for Virgos overall, I feel like that what Virgo has needed to look deeper into or see around the corners or delve into what's really going on here, what's the intention or the motivation? Is that person playing fair with me business-wise? Is that really my friend? Is this person, you know, really interested in that win-win type of dynamic? 
So it's, it's, it's desires, motivations, yours and theirs. I think Virgos with this Saturn and, and uh, Neptune and Pisces for the last two years has really realized who's in your life sincerely and who's in your life because what you can do for them. And that's a tough one. I, you know, I, we all give and take. But for Virgos, when we've got those two heavy hitters of Saturn, the Lord of Time and Karma, in your sign of relationships, there's been a cleaning house. There's been the phoenix exploded into its spontaneous combustion. The fire burned, and the phoenix will reemerge, but everything's changed because of the of the fire, because of the purging. Fire is a very important cleansing agent, and that's why we sit by fires and do ceremonial fires and light the sage and candles and such and the incense fire to that element creates the fieriness in the atmosphere, the air, literally the air we wear or breathe. If you're a Libra, yep, this is big. It's your birthday cycle. Happy birthday. It's a seventh house uh, intimacy type of a a swing for you with this super moon. And it spans out over the whole next month. This is a full moon in Aries. Libra, you're wanting to really look at what you now, it's okay, Libra, for you to now state what it is you want. In your, in your closest, private, secretive, when I close the door and I go lay down with you, when I close the door and I'm talking to you or texting you or, or you know, we're discussing where we're at with each other, who we're going to leave, if we're going to stay together, if we're going to call it a truce. So Libra has a lot of um, romantic, intimate, but this goes back over time. Libras are looking at, it could be the high school sweetheart, it could be someone you broke up with, they're coming back around, and there's still a little decompressing and processing to do. So I'd say this to you, Libros, is your current life garden, it's harvest time, did your current life garden sprout sweet results? Did it bloom uh, continuing uh, togetherness, uh, blossoms and fruits and nuts? And, you know, did it actually turn into something viable or is it, is it time to maybe turn the light on those dark corners? It's a spotlight arriving on it is what it is. They're not bad. You're not bad. They, they're not all at fault. You're not all in fault. But this full moon, is it's a super moon in Aries. And until you get to late March, April of 2024, late March, April of 2024, Libra, and also Aries, until Aries comes to their birthday cycle of next year, 2024, it's for Aries and Libra, it is what it is. So instead of fighting, if it's not going the way you want it to, be brave enough, be the warrior archetype, the soldier of fortune, the brave heart to say, are, you, are we good with us? Are you, you still happy with this? Or how do you feel like we could get our mojo back, our, our good juju? What could create some more inspiring dynamics between us. Are we supposed to be good friends, even though we've been intimate? Where are we at with each other? Because the Libra aspect is, oh, we might have been lovers, but I'd still like to know you. Like, maybe we're not going to be lovers. Maybe we won't be married. Maybe we won't be priority lovers to each other anymore. Thanks for that. Thanks for your, your participation in my life and opening up my heart and showing me what I wanted, what I didn't want. But I'd still like to know you. I don't have to hate you. Just because we shift into, yeah, I'm that good friend. I'm that. We've had a real deep connection with each other. We shared our vulnerability. We shared our bodies. But I maybe we're not supposed to be in just that dynamic. How might we still know each other? That's going on with a lot of Libras. And it's shifting. And it's alchemizing. It's alchemy. It's transitioning. If you're a Scorpio, Mars and Scorpio, when Mars gets in Scorpio, that's a sweet spot for you Scorpios because Saturn 
is in Pisces and Neptune is in Pisces. And even though the full moon is going to rise in, I'm sorry, yeah, the full moon is going to rise in October in Taurus, what's going to happen is Scorpios and Taurus, by the time we get to right before Halloween, they're going to be looking at the changing of the guard and their intimacy. So it's coming up to be, let's shine a light on where you're at with your sensuality, your secrets, your psychological needs. Um, are they demands or are they needs? Are they being fulfilled or are you hiding your secretive desires? That's coming up for you, Scorpio, when we get to the, the end of October. But right now, Scorpio, you need to focus on your health options. You need to prioritize how you're dealing with your psychological wellness and your physical body. Could you do some push-ups off the counter if you don't want to get down on the floor and do push-ups that way? Are you supporting, can you support different, better dietary choices? Can you work on this harvest season over the next three months of Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius? Take a, you know, a 90-day uh, commitment of discipline and use your discernment on, is this still working for me as a sleep aid or Am I drinking, you know, am I drinking too much? Am I doing too much ceremony? Am I tense when I'm not having my cannabis or my wine or my sex? So with Scorpio, it's always an inside decision first. I mean, they're very private. I mean, you just can't push a Scorpio to do squat in their intimate personal life. They look at you like, you know, when I feel it, I'll deal it. If you're a Sagittarius, it's fifth house. So Sagittarians are seeking the pleasure principle. They want adventure. They want fun. They want the spiritual, the spirit of playfulness. They want to have a life roller coaster ride with, with no errors mechanically. Sagittarius is going to be the ones out there that all of our signs are looking at to be light up the ceremony, light up the room, crack the joke, provide the entertainment. So if you know a Sagittarius, they're going to be in a really nice sweet spot. Astrologically, it's fifth house. They're creative. They're playful. Their inner child is feeling really good. So with all the other serious stuff going on in the world, it might be that Sagittarius becomes a philosophical alibi. If you're a Capricorn, it's fourth house. And this came in really strong with me. Daddy, patriarchal wisdoms and issues, um, asking, seeing, examining all you've learned of benefit by your dad's story in this lifetime, the grandfather, the father, the taking charge of decisions. Maybe a lot of you will be dealing with the, the legacy or the inheritance of, of the family line. It may be that there's the passing of the guard of the king, so to speak. The king uh, passes away and everything has to, to be organized and, and redistributed and dealt with. But I, I feel like that Capricorns are really going to be taking charge of what they now know is a position of authority and has to be done step by step in a very organized manner. So there's a lot of uh, business up front, party in the back for Capricorns. I don't see this as a lighthearted time for Capricorns. I see them in reflection and then moving forward. If you're an Aquarius, it's third house. So Aquarians are saying, wait a minute, check yourself, wait a minute, pump your brakes because I, Aries, I have certain things. I need to do. And so October 7th through the 10th for Aquarius it has them like really on task. And I feel like they're coming out of a shadow, like whatever was in the past Aquarius, that the family story, his story, her story, how that might have been inhibiting you, applying the brakes on you mentally, 
or with your with your creative chutzpah. I feel like that courage and faith are now going to be your Aries accelerators to move ahead. And it's going to be like, you know, watch my dust because I'm going forward. I've done it your way. I've listened to you. That way isn't my way. And let me tell you, if there's, there is no other bolder sign than Aquarius when it comes to, and now I'm going to take my high road. So the Aquarius part of our chart, just like the Aries part of our chart, is where we'll go to hell with that. I'm doing this now. I mean, the Aries part of our chart is where we'll go, oh, snap, I'm done. Guillotine drop. Now I'm going to do this. The Aquarius part of it is, and as I make this super swift, as the arrow leaves my bow, and I decide that I'm going to go on that that adventure that I've never even thought I could do before. Now that I'm really going to do that and break with custom and break with tradition, I'm Jewish and I'm going to marry Catholic. I'm Baptist and I'm going to marry an atheist or I'm one race and I'm going to delve with another race. When you really break with that cultural tradition, which is Aquarius, Aquarius is always all about foreign affairs and the unorthodox, the unusual, the bold, the randy, the rebellious. Aquarians are going through that right now mentally and psychologically. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do what I need to do right now because so far doing it your way isn't working for me. So there's a bit of a rebel there. Go easy on your Aquarian partners and contacts. And and for Pisces, it's a sec, it, it, Pisces right now, Aries is, Pisces are all wrapped up in what makes me feel secure. There's a lot of Pisces clients I have that relax by going shopping. It's Amazon or it's the thrift store or it's getting more stuff. They just bring in that new thing because it gives them like a little happy, a little, I can hold it, I can touch it, I paid for it, I got it a good deal. Now I can go sell it on Etsy or now I can go, you know, barter and do something else with it. Or I can go give a gift. Like Pisces right now are looking at what of the tangible earth trinkets and talismans and objects can I do to make myself feel better? So for Pisces right now, it's mine versus thine. So it's all about assets. It's all about what gives you some kind of a sense of security. And I gotta, I gotta not admonish you, Pisces, but I've got to advise you that not all that glitters is gold. And the real crux of the matter might be what you are avoiding with Saturn and Neptune and Pisces and and you know Venus going into Virgo. Stop looking externally, Pisces, for something that could give you that little high. We've all been there. We find that great blouse or those great shoes or that handbag or a good deal at the hotel room to be able to hold a lecture or something like sweet, you know, so that's a sweet spot. I get it. The deal, the bargain absolutely can uplift us in our mood psychologically as we live as little earthlings, you know, our earth bodies walking around and needing to be clothed and fed, you know, the great feast, the great meal, someone picking up the check for you for dinner and lunch. Those are sweet spots. Those are nice little ways to tithe and give to our alliances and our comrades. But with Pisces, somehow they get a little more, de- you know, depressed or they get that pouty face in their selfies or, you know, they're looking for that Snapchat filter to make it look like they're happy or they're morphing into some other kind of shape-shifting mode if they didn't get their way. So Pisces, it's your mental health. Your mental health cannot be substituted or bought by an earthly trinket. So it's it's like if you feel like that you want soft words, if you want people to show their appreciation of your light in their life, in the partnership or whatever, maybe being less critical or less bougie or less in your conversations rattling off how it's all about you 
and all about what you need and all about your illness or all about what you went through and all about how you're exhausted, maybe you could just shut up and say, I want to take you to lunch because I want to hear how you're doing. You've been a support for me in the past, and I've worn the last hair off the goat's ass talking about me. So I really want to discipline myself and just really be face-to-face, eye-to-eye, friend-to-friend, sister-to-sister, brother-to-brother, comrade-to-comrade. I really want to not only just give you a thank you for how you showed up in my life, but I really want to show you how that thank you is being expressed by me being sincere about how are you doing. And I promise if you meet me for lunch, I won't rattle on about my life, my woes, my concerns, and how everybody else ought to be given to me. So of all the signs, Nicole, I think i got to tell Pisces to check themselves this month. You know how you always tease me? Oh, Mary's going to roast a sign. Here he comes. So I, and I mean it truly, I mean it with the light coming out of my heart and the risen Christ all around you, Pisces. It's just Pisces really don't see it, but they get very melodramatic and they get very draining. I mean, they literally can become energy thieves to other people because they don't see, unless they put on their phone recorder that comes free with every smartphone, they need to really record themselves and when they're on the phone or they're in conversations to see how the subject seems to, and now let me get back on me. And that I'll conclude is the minus part of the Aries influence in our life. It's okay to focus on what you need now. It's a sunrise. It's a dawning. The moon is now sunrising. If you sense the moon is now beginning her next 12 cycles of full moons. The moon is now beginning at Aries. And this is her first full moon of the 12 zodiac signs in Aries. So I will say to you, it's the moon. It's our subconscious. It's our feelings. And it's what our emotional needs are. It's the moon that's beginning in Aries. So dig deep. And I'll finish by saying a wonderful quote by Khalil Gibran that says, there are still cave dwellers. The caves are our hearts. I like that. I like that. It's true. Mm-hmm. And that's and, the Libra balance. You know, what's yeah. your heart want? What, listen to it. Yeah. Cause the cave is the archetype for the heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, and it's the truth. I've always felt like when you do chakra study and the power of colors and, you know, tapping and emotional, you know, healing and all that and frequencies and just Reiki and your chi and all that. I've, I've always looked at to me, it's just my little humble opinion. I really feel the soul, the soul of us likes hanging out at the heart chakra. It can visit the third eye. It can pump up the volume with our crown chakra. It can help us you know, in the furnace of our body, you know, the, the inner child orange chakra and the life force sexual chakra of the red, you know, and the intellectual, the yellow, but the heart, the heart, as, as Greg Braden, who I've seen many times in lecture and enjoyed his books, um, he, he did a, has a whole site called the heart Map, And they discovered in the last 15, 20 years that the heart actually emits more magnetic frequencies than the brain. They originally thought it was the brain, but the brain was the mainframe center of, of magnetic frequencies and energies that knew it's the heart. Our heart really is the manifestation magnet. And when you look at the much touted law of attraction, if we're focused on our fears and negativity, isn't that also a magnet? 
mm-hmm. will we not be drawn to us mm-hmm. what we're spending so much of our attention onto and into. So for those of you that feel discouraged, read Rumi, read Gibran, read the scripture, put your, you know, read the lyrics of a song, deliberately use this Aries energy to put your eyes onto and your ears listening to that that life coach, that preacher, that rabbi, you know, these are the, you know, we're in the, the time of atonement, you know, harvest is here. We're about to have the leaves show us just how beautiful saying goodbye can be. When the leaves change colors in autumn, wherever you live, you know, or when they emerge, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and you're coming into spring, that new life, those little lime greens and the new life and the buds and the stems coming up and breaking ground on our earth mother, but in the Northern Hemisphere here, it's autumn and the autumn equinox. It's incredible. The flame colors that happens with the golds and the yellows and the oranges and the reds and then the browns. And then they drop on most of the types of trees that bear fruits or nuts. And then they drop and they're waving goodbye. I'm waving goodbye to the lessons and the graduation and, and the epiphanies that you're about to have as you go into the solstice time of 2023 here in the, in this hemisphere. So autumn is the blazing color, but that's bold like spring, but it's saying, look at your accomplishments. Whenever you feel like life is just too much to bear, look back six months, seven months on all that you've accomplished thus far. And then you won't tend to be so hard on yourself who you helped, who you encouraged. These are the things that matter because the cloak of kindness and generosity and gratitude will do more to sustain you in the lean times than any any touch of any human or any animal. I mean, look at how you gave encouraging words. Look at how you supported someone else. I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm not saying always be in that position. But when each of us get the opportunity to lend an encouraging word or a gentle touch, or like, man, I'm proud of you. That was a tough-ass thing to go through. Good on you. You have no idea how that mm-hmm. continues to resonate mm-hmm. on another being. And even when we are so busy, but we just stop that multitasking and look at our cat or our dog or our horse or our cow or our chickens and just say, I'm just going to take a moment with you and just let my inner child come out and squeeze and be so excited. Thank you for the short life that you have, dog or cat. I might get you for... 10 or 14 years. Wow, you're such a medicine bag. You're such a totem. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for liking me, whether I have perspiration odor or I've got the flu or I got a cold or I don't want to take a shower or I'm dirty out in the garden. You just love hanging out with me. It's what dogs want. I just want to be with you. I just, why do you have to go? I just want to be with you. And cats are like, feed me, then maybe I'll let you pet me. You know, so there's a difference even in the animal world of what it is those four-legged or two-legged or winged ones or the thinned ones can give us. We're in the medicine wheel of the West. It's a time for we versus thee. This full moon is about me, myself, and I. But truly, it's about how can I show up and be a better we? How can I present myself as a better partner? How can I be a better team player or, or pursue the dynamic dream by working on ourselves. Aries is about how you doing? How you doing with your own self? Check yourself, look in the mirror. Don't be too hard on yourself, but you know where you could do a little bit improvement. One mm-hmm. step 
at a time. Just take the first step. That's Aries. Just turn yeah. the ignition, take the first step, and remember to smile. Corners of the mouth, up. Because you did something good today. You did something right today. Not everything was a failure. No. And you need to remember that about yourself. That's big. It's big medicine. It is. And I just want everyone to remind yourselves that, you know, this is a full moon, which means our emotions are running a little higher. Um, But because Mars, the ruler is going to be getting really close to that south node uh, and Mars isn't typically happiest in Libra. Uh, it feels a little constrained. It feels a little, you know, like it's definitely got to to make it work. And so, you know, there might be, listen, just be very aware of your emotions. Be very aware of your reactions um, during this full moon, because there is a desire here to purge what is no longer needed. And that is going to be coming up in your relationships with others but it's also important to look at your relationship with yourself. And so all of that's going to be coming up to the surface. Mary, thank you once again for being thank here. You, I look honey. forward to having you back next month for our eclipse. We are getting ready to head into eclipse season. So let the audience know where um, they can find you. if They want to book a session with you coming into eclipse season. God bless you all. Blessed harvest time. It's Mary. Ducina.com. B is in divine. U. S is in soul. I. N is in now. A. Mary Ducina.com. Thank you for all of you, your life force, your sweet spots, and happy full moon. Let's all be willing to compromise. Yes. Yes. And to my audience, I love you all very much tomorrow night. All signs will be airing, but it will be a recorded version. And, uh, I will say fire signs. You had a tough one last, last time. You're going to really <laughs> like this one. <laughs> so, uh, show up for that one guys. I won't be, I, I might be able to pop into the live chat, but of course I will be at the retreat, getting everything ready for everyone that will be coming the following day. So wish us all well on our journeys inward as we go through the big discoveries of what is to come. I love you all. Have an incredible full moon in Aries, and I will see you next time. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe, and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.